Sport on RTE Radio 1. And another contender for the Ireland football job bites the dust, Darren. Well, so it seems. So it's been reported. Uh, I'm very conscious as well, Audrey, that, you know, lots of names are coming at at us and, you, you know, they're all reports at this stage. There's nothing sure. official really uh, coming to us. Uh, but the latest reports in Wales are that the former international manager there, Chris Coleman, he's ruled himself out of the running to become the next Irish men's manager. This news appeared and reported last night by BBC Wales. Uh, a busy week for the FEI. They launched their pathway plan today and then on Thursday they'll be represented at the Public Accounts Committee at the Oireachtas. Uh, Stephen Kenny's time as Irish manager came to an end in back in November And the clock is ticking because the next international fixtures are in just over a month's time. Well, I'm joined now by the BBC Wales football correspondent, Rob Phillips, who who joins us. Rob, great to have you on the show. And I'm just wondering, first of all, was there genuine interest from the FAI in Chris Coleman? Yes, I understand there definitely was genuine interest in Chris Coleman. I understand he was interviewed quite a few weeks ago, actually. So whether that interest just waned with other candidates uh, coming to the fore, we don't know. But uh, I'm not surprised that that Chris Coleman was uh, certainly a contender for the job. Obviously, he's out of work, having been in Greece. But he also has Irish roots with his uh, dad having been born in Dublin. And at one stage, Jack Charlton actually uh, mentioned to him when he was a Republic of Ireland manager about uh, playing for the, the men in green rather than Wales, as he did. Uh, he wouldn't have been the first full call, I, I think, of uh, foreign no. players by Big Jack. Um, you know, what about his record in Wales? Would it have been highly thought of? Oh, yeah, he's an absolute legend in, in Welsh football now. Uh, I'll be honest, he took over in really difficult circumstances when he took over following the uh, the passing of Gary Speed in tragic circumstances. That was in 2012 and things didn't go well for him. But then he suddenly decided, look, I can't do what Gary Speed did. I've got to do things my own way. And we know what happened. There was a, a an unbelievable qualifying campaign. Wales reached the... 2016 European Championship finals in France and got all the way to the semi-finals. It's an adventure Welsh fans will never forget. They qualify for their first tournament in 58 years and since then, of course, uh, yes, he was helped by having the likes of Gareth Bale, massively helped by that, and Aaron Ramsey. But since then, Wales have developed. They qualified the, for the Euros in 2021, the delayed Euros, and the World Cup in 2022. And they missed out, uh, ironically, missed out on the World Cup in 2018 because of a defeat in Cardiff by the Republic of Ireland when James McLean scored uh, the only goal that night to take uh, Ireland into the playoffs. So Chris Coleman's reputation as an international manager will never be doubted in Wales because he helped the country cross the Rubicon by ending so many years of heartbreak and disappointment by qualifying and memorably then achieving semi-finals in the Euros, which was far above any expectations. Yeah, it sounds like he, he might have been just the man f- for ourselves here across the water. Uh, j- just finally, you know, uh, reading on, on your own website, you know, he turned down the approach. Can you give us any insight to maybe why? I d- I d- I would bank, uh, if I was a betting man, I would say Chris Coleman will, uh, won't manage in, in the UK uh, for his next job. I think he will go 
abroad. Um, so I, I maybe probably now a bit further afield than across the Irish Sea, I would say. So it's difficult to know exactly what's happened. Um, but I, I do think that, that Coleman has last worked, you know, he worked at Atromatos in Greece. He was in China before that. He had a difficult experience at Sunderland. And he's been manager of Real Sociedad. So I think he likes the fact that to likes to be able to uh, go abroad and manage. I think that's what really floats his boat. And I suspect that uh, he won't be too long out of work, whatever happens with the Republic of Ireland. Uh, Rob Phillips, BBC Wales football correspondent. Thanks for joining us here on Morning Ireland. Champions League last 16 action tonight in the live game on Orti Inter Milan and Atletico Madrid at 8 o'clock. I am sure there will be lots more discussion on that search for an Irish manager than coverage from 7.30. PSV Dortmund uh, um, uh, PSV against Dortmund is the other match uh, tonight in the Champions League. One game in the Premier Division last night. Everton and Crystal Palace played out a 1-1 draw. Big point there for Everton. They're out of the relegation zone but only just. Roy Hodgson's departure as Palace manager confirmed before that game and he'll be replaced by the former Eintracht Frankfurt boss Oliver Glasner. He was there last night, but he didn't take charge. His first game will be against Burnley at the weekend. The Irish rugby squad are preparing for Saturday's Six Nations meeting against Wales and mixed news on the injury front. Hugo Keenan, he is still recovering from a knee injury and the Andy Farrell, the Irish coach, is going to give him every opportunity to prove his fitness, but it, it's going to be an uphill battle is, uh, from what we're hearing. And Ian Henderson, also a major doubt, he hurt his foot while lining out for Ulster at the weekend. Uh, Bavian Parsons, Eve Higgins and Avian Riley, they've all been named in the Irish squad for the Women's Six Nations. They're all three in great form with the Irish Sevens team recently and uh, won that gold medal in Perth. And former US athlete Mary Kane has completed an international switch. She made herself available to compete for Ireland. She's a former world junior champion at 3,000 metres. She's from New York, has Irish connections to her grandparents. The 27-year-old hasn't competed for some time, but late last year settled a $20 million lawsuit against Alberto Salazar and Nike for emotional abuse. She was part of the controversial Nike Oregon project from the age of 16.